Recruiters Live Lounge, episode 18. Firefish is a predictive recruitment sales and marketing platform that helps recruitment agencies like yours attract, engage and place more candidates with your clients. Go to firefishsoftware.com forward slash rec live lounge. Recruiters Live Lounge. Recruiters where you get to hang out with the most inspiring recruitment business leaders on the planet. Hosted by Roy Ripper. Hey everyone, welcome back to Recruiters Live Lounge where you get to meet and uh, hang out with some of the most inspiring recruitment business leaders on the planet. And in the lounge today, my guest is Angela Middleton. Now Angela is the CEO of Middleton Murray, uh, a business that she started back in 2002, grew to a group of companies 2008. And uh, Middleton Murray, they, it's actually, it's not a, a traditional recruitment business. They uh, work with the government and private funding to provide recruitment services and training services, both to the unemployed and employed. So with the unemployed, getting those guys trained up and ready for work, and with the employed, helping them to enhance their skills and again, you know, sort of go forward in terms of the careers that they want to get. The other great thing I've got to tell you about Angela is she's a fellow author too. Now, I want to make sure I get the, uh, the book title in. Um, she's the author of the book, How to Get Your First Job and Build the Career That You Want. Now, it's a guide for 16 to 24-year-olds. It's getting them ready for that first job. And I know I don't qualify for it, but I've got friends and family that are going to really love that book. So I'm going to try and get that for them. Um, Angela, I hope I got all of that right. How's it going? Yeah, great. Thanks. Lovely to uh, be here with you, Roy. And uh, yeah, that's that's about right, what you've uh, summarised so far. Fantastic. So Angela, look, tell us a little bit more about the work that you and your team at Middleton Murray uh, get up to. So uh, we are, um, I would still call us a recruitment business, but probably not in the traditional sense that, um, you know, maybe a lot of your uh, audience would, would think. Um, we started off as a traditional recruitment business, and I'll sort of tell you about the history of it uh, a bit later. Sure. But basically where we are now is um, a leading provider of um, apprentices in London um, and in Kent. And uh, what we do is we, we generally work with small businesses and we talk to them about um, have they considered taking on a, um, a young person into the business um, in the form of um, an apprentice uh, or an intern or a grad, um, but focusing really on, the, on an apprentice. And uh, we have found that we've actually had huge success in that. So we've got about 500 young apprentices over about 400 businesses in London and Kent at this point in time. Um, and we still do traditional recruitment in the background as well. But uh, this has really become a sort of a, a specialist niche for us. And Angela, you, you guys were one of the earliest adopters and, and you embraced that whole apprenticeship scheme when it first came out, yeah. whereas a few of us were, were sceptical. You guys got involved yeah. and you got involved heavily, right? Yeah, definitely. Good. Okay. So look, Angela, um, we're going to find out more about uh, the work that you guys do as we speak today. But with your permission, I just want to get into our first uh, question with you and it's the way that we like to start off all of our recruiters live lounge uh, episodes and interviews and I suppose that the first one question that I want to ask you is your favorite success quote 
Uh, okay, well, I've got lots, but I thought the best one to tell you is the one that I look at every morning because it's on my kitchen wall amongst Good. a whole load of photographs. And that is um, work hard, be kind, and amazing things will happen. And uh, for me, that's that's been the philosophy that I've always used. And uh, it's what I teach my kids, and uh, it's come true so far. And I, I, I love that quote as well. I really, really love that quote. Um, I, it's interesting, you, you mentioned it being on your kitchen wall. Just yeah. for people out there, because I, I do really similar things, Angela, but why yeah. does that work for you? Why is, why is it working that it's on your kitchen wall? Well, obviously, it's somewhere where, you know, you walk past every morning, and I've got sort of a, a big area of little photographs. So, obviously, with the online media world, you know, we don't print photos out very much, do we? But I try to make it um, a regular thing that I look at photos as sort of lovely moments that have occurred you know, mainly uh, within the family, but often within the business as well. For example, you know, recently we won an award and I just put all of those snaps haphazardly all over the wall. And then in the middle is one which has got the, the quote. And uh, it's just a really, feel, it's a feel good wall. It's inspirational. And um, it just sort of, all the photographs of me actually back up that saying. So I love that. I really, really love that. Um, so Angela, look, I, I know that Middleton Murray is a success now, but you know, like anybody that's successful, um, we've always, uh, you know, have those situations, those challenging situations, those failures in, in our background. What's the biggest failure that you've had in your recruitment career? Well, um, I think uh, like a lot of recruiters, I found um, success in recruitment uh, pretty quickly. Um, and early on, you know, we started the business in 2002, um, really with no big plan. And uh, it sort of, it, you know, it doubled in size every year. And uh, before I knew it, you know, it's thriving and we were turning over, um, you know, sort of multi-millions. And uh, it seemed sort of that we could do it falling off a log. And uh, you do sort of think when um, you're getting success like that, that it's going to carry on forever. Right. Uh, we started delving into all sorts of different um, avenues, one of them being temp. I was looking to to grow uh, the top line of the business as well as the bottom and I went in health for leather with um, a lot of temp contracts and uh, um, there's a lot of things that happened all at the same time which right. uh, caused me difficulty all the things that you think are not going to happen all sort of seem to happen um, and the worst one was you know taking a big temp contracts with um, uh, what looked like profitable um, or it looked to be profitable on right. paper, but actually the reality of it was running those big tom uh, contracts with the likes of Parcel Force and picking and packing firms, etc., up and down the country. The actual, I vastly underestimated the cost of actually running um, that type of operation. And uh, so I just found that we lost a huge amount of money. It really put us under pressure with cash flow. And just at that point, a whole series of other things that happened as well, which coincided with the, re with the recession. So um, I've got to say there was a, ever such a lot of pressure. And, uh, you know, we just lost money hand over fist for a good couple of years. And uh, it was really sort of difficult. But came out of it, you know, I know it's a cliche, but I certainly came out of it a much stronger business person, knowing a lot more and uh, much more competent for it. So, you know, I never look back and think that these things were a bad thing. They were just painful learning exercises let's say. Angela it's, uh, uh, thank you for sharing that as well uh, you know yeah. with all of these things there's a tipping point isn't there and you said look this went on for a while but um, presumably there was that tipping point something changed what were the steps leading up to that that, that that you know sort of caused you guys to take action on it? Yeah I think for me it was um, first of all feeling the pressure with cash which yeah. we hadn't felt before and uh, that sort of goes on for a bit, you know, for a few months and you sort of, um, 
manage, but uh, it becomes increasingly uh, what absorbs your your every sort of waking thought, and uh, so you realise that this can't, can't continue forever. And, and particularly with me, I like to have control over what I'm doing, and uh, I like to be looking forward and um, and building something. And I sure. just felt that I kept getting dragged into um, this issue. So I knew that I had to do some stuff about it. At the first, so the, I sort of took, took it into my own hands, really. And the first thing I did was I went to see the large companies that we were working with and told them straight that um, unless the terms would, could be changed, then we were not going to continue working with them. Good. So, you know, tradition, what I did was I did uh, effectively sack the, um, uh, the key clients that we had at the time. And people talk about it. But when you do do it, it's quite hairy because yeah. that was knocking millions of pounds off the top line. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was very clear in my own mind. I sort of just woke up and thought, right, that's what I'm going to do. I didn't have this problem before. I don't want to have it into the future. And uh, I literally organized the meetings in a very nice way, told them when we were going to stop supplying and stop supplying on a specific date. I mean, ironically, the minute that we did do that, they came back asking if we could um, maybe renegotiate and maybe they would increase margins and maybe they would pay more quickly. Um, but the truth of the matter was that wasn't where my real love was either. Right. I didn't really want to be doing that type of um business it didn't sort of light my fire and sure. uh, so it was something that I delved into and finally got out but as I said it was a good learning experience. Some brilliant lessons in there Angela and thank you you know that whole thing about doing work that you passionately enjoy you know and if you're not doing that moving towards it taking yeah. you know in your in your case some quite drastic action um, to, to, to move away from it and move towards uh, something that you love but some great lessons there yeah. thank you for sharing that. Um, Angela, in terms of uh, recruitment, we, again, you know, we have these eureka moments, that light bulb moment when things, you know, sort of all start suddenly coming into place. Can you describe that moment for um, for you? Yeah, I probably can actually, and it was, um, and I'm, you know, I don't want to be political here because um, I'm not, you know, I'm not so sort of overly politically biased, sure. but I can remember exactly when it was. It was February 2011. So quite a long time after I set the business up, right. and I went to um, a conference uh, in uh, Victoria at Biz at the Biz office, and Boris Johnson was launching apprenticeships. Right, and uh, I was introduced. Uh, I was asked to go to the conference by the National Apprenticeship Service, literally through someone who used to work for me. And um, I sat there amongst all the FTSE 100 companies. There were no other recruiters there. Um, I was invited along as an employer, actually. And he started to talk about um, apprenticeships in England and how they were going to start to um, uh, really launch them um, in a, on a much wider scale. Yeah. That It wasn't just uh, electricians and plumbers and bricklayers, but in fact, there were going to be frameworks in all of the different indust industrial sectors that we know. And um, yeah, I think that was a light, a light bulb moment for me because we had been doing a lot of training with young people yeah. up to that point, which I can tell you about. Um, and it just the, the, it sort of started to join the dots. I thought, hang on a minute, you know, this this would this crystallizes what we're doing in a sort of informal way. Um, and I went straight back and I implemented it really quickly. So that was the time where I think things really changed for the business in terms of what what it is we do and. I certainly found my passion in the, in the business and in that niche. That's brilliant. I, you know, and I, I love that. And you know, I s sort of spoke earlier about this that whilst a lot of recruitment businesses and businesses in general were stood on the sidelines and sniping at it, at, you know, and saying, "Oh well, you know, not sure," and isn't it just as you said about plumbers and electricians, etc. Whilst those recruitment businesses and businesses were on the outside sniping 
you guys just embraced it wholeheartedly and it was yeah. full steam ahead, right? Yeah, strange, isn't it? I mean, I didn't have any questions. I could just see um, how brilliant it was going to be for um, not just the recruitment industry, but all small businesses. Because if you look at a rec the recruitment industry, we always bring new people in, don't we? New rookies and we That's train right. them. And what this was doing was was, was providing a um, you know uh, an industry recognised framework for that, and um, so it, it was just something that we were crying out for really. And I'd already started to do formal training through um, other contracts that we'd won. I'd gradually start to do more and more training. So um, I already had started to build an infrastructure up for it. We were oversubscribed with young people who wanted to join the business anyway. It just, as I say, all the dots joined up at that point. So, and I could just see the potential. So, Angela, thank you for that. Um, Angela, I'm really interested to find out what you do to motivate yourself and your team at Middleton Murray. Uh, well, it's a series of things, really. I mean, obviously, the first thing is about really believing in what we do. So, uh, and we're fortunate with the business that we do that we get such great feedback because obviously, what you're doing, you're starting people in, on the first rung of their career, maybe when they thought they couldn't get a job. So that's motivating in itself. But um, communication is a key thing for us. It's about 100 staff that I've got in the business now. So we use the intranet. Uh, we've got a fantastic intranet, which everybody um, looks at. You know, they have to go through as they sign on in the morning. I blog on it all the time. Uh, so uh, there's something in the business. It's an anagram that I use. It's called Jim's Fault, and it stands for Growth, Innovation, Marketing, Sales, Finance, Optimization, Raving Fans, and Trust. And uh, so um, everybody's familiar with that. Um, so we talk a lot on the internet for a start. We also use WhatsApp, if you're familiar with WhatsApp. I know it. Um, and so everybody is part of the Middle Tomorrow Mutual Appreciation uh, WhatsApp group. So we have a constant dialogue um, going on. And, and we've got four branches across Kent and London. So um, we don't always see each other, but we are having a, a constant dialogue. And it'd be anything from... Um, you know, a great moment that someone's just experienced where someone's just um, got their first job right the way through to there could be an issue or a problem with the systems or someone might want to know if someone knows a candidate. It's that type of thing. So it's constant dialogue. So that really helps. We have a lot of um, strategy days. Um, okay. I mean, every quarter we have an away day um, and that's all day where it, um, it's uh, everybody's very interactive. It's not just me talking to everybody, but it's all of us reviewing the strategy, looking at what we've managed to achieve. Um, and then um, sort of tweaking it really to make sure that it's current and that it takes into account what's going on in the outside world. Mm. Um, everybody is very clear on the strategy of the business. I'm totally transparent. It's all up there on the internet and, uh, you know, good and bad. Um, everybody knows where we are. And I find that that creates the mentality of wanting to achieve things as a group. So that's some of the things that we do. I love that, Angela. And I, you know, I love that fact that you've, 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 you've sorry, you've bridged that gap um, of uh, when a company goes to multiple locations of how do we make sure that people feel included and inclusive yeah um, so you're using technology to, uh, to to really do that and I really think that whatsapp helps you know the minute someone joins we welcome them into the group they get lots of sort of little clappy hands and smiley faces and uh, immediately they can go back and see the conversations that have been taking place and the intranet is great for that as well so yeah I found that's really 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 worked I yeah. love that I love that um, Angela look what, how do you see the recruitment industry shaping up over the next five years well I think um, it's certainly here to stay uh, there is nothing uh, technology just cannot replace it and uh, um, obviously it can help us to have access to uh, candidates from a wide pool but 
I think that it's here to stay in terms of sort of that face-to-face -face, uh, conversation that has to take place in the interviewing. So I think it's just going to get more buoyant. And I think that um, businesses are much more uh, likely to be engaged with CPD now, continuous professional development. Yeah. Um, before it was called training and people sort of cut training budgets the minute that uh, the recession kicked in. I see a different philosophy now. People seem to be more aware um, of the, the psychology of people that work for them and with them yeah. and um, I think everybody now well more people I speak to small businesses a lot and I just find that there is a greater awareness now of um, the people that work for you as an individual uh, uh, what they need to be happy and motivated and they need progress yeah. so um, and, and I think as long as they, these individuals who work for us are seeing some sort of progress then they stay engaged with the company. So I think the recruitment is not not about a revolving door anymore and sort of trying to, you know, just constantly. I always say about getting an A-class team together. I want an A-class team in my business, as I'm sure, you know, all of our, um, your, your colleagues and our listeners here do. Uh, but uh, you can get that A-class team by really working with the people that you've got and bringing new young entrants into the business um, and just keeping the, your, your team solid but constantly uh, moving in terms of their capabilities. So I think that that's where it's going to change. I, um, what I've found has worked for me is not just to be a recruiter, but to be um, somebody who helps my clients build that A-class team. And that might be recruitment and it might be training. Yeah. And I think that's where it needs to go. Angela, you know something, it's, it's interesting because I've been um, you know, saying really similar things to that for a number of years that yeah. as an industry, I think we need to evolve from purely a you know bums on seats uh, operation yeah. to looking at how do you how do our clients retain that a class uh, you know team how do they retain them and and, and attract them so um, yeah no listen I, I echo that so thank you thank you for sharing that yeah. um, now Angela I'm, I'd like us to move into the lightning round where I'm going to ask you uh, four or five just really quick questions and really interested okay. in your immediate answers. Are you ready? Oh, go on then. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the lightning round. Angela, what's the number one thing that you see holding recruiters back from becoming successful or more successful? Consistency. Good, okay. And uh, it is, isn't it? It's that consistency yeah. thing. They just don't uh, commit to doing something over and over again. Good, yeah. okay. I mean, and it's belief as well in consistency getting the result. We all know that consistency is the key. I've seen it in so many different uh, aspects of my business life. And, um, you know, keep doing the right thing uh, on a regular basis and you get the result you want in the end. Absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. Angela, what's the best piece of business or recruitment advice that you've ever received? I think uh, don't relax. Things always are changing and always be thinking about the, the next thing and what the outside world is doing. Uh, you have to stay on your toes in this business. Things do change fast. And uh, obviously, you know, I'm sure that you um, have met lots of recruiters been in the industry for a long time that were great recruiters, maybe... 10 years ago things don't cha things do change so uh yeah i think that's that's pretty key is always be looking at what's going on stay competitive stay knowledgeable uh and uh, and adapt 
Good advice. Really good advice, Angela. Thank you for that. Now, Angela, you mentioned uh, a couple of things earlier on, so I think I probably know the answer to this, but what's what's something that you're using in your business currently that's really working for you and your team? Yeah, I mean, I would have to say the internet and WhatsApp. So the, the communication technology um, has been great for us. It's been transformative. Um, obviously, process of procedures is key behind that as well yeah. I tried to build a machine that works whether I'm here or not um, and uh, and that will get you consistent results but communication especially when you are growing and you are changing change management is so difficult in a business yeah. and I find the more more you can communicate with all those different forms that suit different people so obviously you have to remember verbal communication is still key <laughs> so I do webinars like this all the time with the team as well uh, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I would say those are some of the things that, that really help and keep things going. Brilliant, thank you. Angela, I'm really interested to hear this one. What's the best business book that you've ever read? I really um, struggled to sort of name one, if I'm honest. Okay. I'm a, a prolific reader uh, and I'm interested in all aspects of human behaviour. So I'm very interested in um, obviously straightforward business books, but also the psychology. Uh, behind business leaders and they share that with sports people and anybody who's famous uh, I'm interested in uh, physical health uh, I think you know the whole package you have to get it right before you can actually really um, excel in what you're doing sure. so um, I read all all around these subjects um, and if I just said sort of the thing that I'm I've, I've almost finished that I'm reading right now is uh, Winners by Alastair Campbell and I'm finding that a really good read and funnily enough that does what that does is that analyzes um, people being successful in a variety of different fields, what the behavioral traits are between them. So that's been quite an interesting one to read. I'd recommend that. Fantastic. That's Alistair Campbell. It's the um, communications uh, director for the Labour government, last Labour government. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but really good book. Um, but, you know, all the Donald Trump, the Tony Robbins, uh, all of those motivational books as well. I think you can gain stuff from, uh, you know, even little things. From reading a book and if you read uh, fast and you skim read like I tend to then you can pick things up. I think you'll see from behind me Angela I'm, I'm a prolific see. reader like you. Yeah, yeah I can see that you need to get a Kindle. <laughs> I've got that as well. Yeah no. <laughs> um, okay so Angela look my final you know major question to you if you woke up tomorrow morning you still possessed all of the skills and knowledge that you have um, but Middleton Murray wasn't there, the business wasn't there. What would you do? How would you start again? And, and you know, what are the first steps that you'd take? So uh, I would, obviously, it boils down to what your passion is and what you're interested in, first of all. So choosing something that you're interested in and then looking at, um, is it being done at the moment? How is it being done? Uh, what's the um, demand for this particular service? Um, how would you sell it and how would you market it? Uh, what would be the, um, the, the finances of it? So I'd think through all of these, these things first of all um, and then you know, what does my gut feel tell me mm. before I would act? So I would do a lot of reading and a lot of, um, uh, you know, sort of thinking around the subject. Um, and then I would, I would basically put the key structure in place. And another really good book, actually, I didn't mention, is The E-Myth, which I'm sure you've read lots of times. You know, it's a great book for just explaining the key structure. What you try to build with a business is, um, I know it sounds quite cold, but you try to build a machine. Yeah. And that machine needs to be working smoothly and it has to have all the cogs in it and they all need to be working properly in order to create, you know, the great product or service at the other end. 
So I'd always go in very much with that in mind. But um, the research, first of all, to see, to make sure that when you do create something, you're going to have a USP, yeah. I think is actually, is actually critical. You don't want to be um, a me too business. Yeah. Well, I, I don't anyway. No, me too. I think there's a lot of people thinking the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Angela, we are coming to an end, sadly. But before we do, is there a final piece of advice that you'd have for people watching or listening? And also, um, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you and find out more about Middleton Murray? Yeah, I mean, well, my advice for people listening is um, running a business is tough, as we know. And uh, I think sometimes it can look easy and uh, people think that you're lucky that things are going well and you know everything is is um, is going swimmingly but we all know that uh, you know the trials and tribulations every day so my philosophy every day is to sort of wake up and know there are going to be issues to deal with and uh, and just deal with them calmly because that's our job as business owners and people that run businesses yeah. um, and sometimes actually at the end of the day you get away with it because you think oh only good things happen today I had no issues and you know and it's a great feeling but I think um, that's that's a sort of passing message. You know, when no one's on their own, everybody um, encounters issues, and uh, in the end, resilience is the thing that shows through. There is always an answer. You can always get over, under, or around a problem, and um, and it's always worth doing because then great things happen if you have to be in it to win it, sort of thing. That's that's my sort of passing uh, phrase. Um, in terms of getting hold of me, then um, I'm on Twitter at Middleton Murray. Um, obviously, Angela at uh, middletonmurray.com and uh, obviously on the internet as well on our website middletonmurray.com so fantastic Angela look it's been a real pleasure and honour for me to have you today in Recruiters Live Lounge thank you so much for joining us today no it's been a pleasure I really enjoy talking to you actually very thought provoking I have to say <laughs> yeah that's good thanks good. very much well, we aim to please um, <laughs> on behalf of Recruiters Live Lounge Angela thank you so much and to everyone uh, watching or listening to this episode, please make sure if you want to get more episodes like this, uh, recruitment business leaders talking about what makes them successful and how they get themselves motivated, um, then please, if you're watching it, just go to the website recruiterslivelounge.com and make sure you subscribe. If you're listening to this as a podcast, Go on to iTunes, press the subscribe button, and you'll get these episodes delivered straight to your inbox. Um, that's it from us and Recruiters Live Lounge. Hoping to catch up with you soon. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Recruiters Live Lounge with Roy Ripper. Join us next time for more insights and incredible success journeys to help you be a better recruitment business leader. Would you like to be able to attract, engage and place more candidates with your clients? Firefish is a predictive recruitment sales and marketing platform that will help you do exactly that. Their SaaS solution incorporates an applicant tracking system, recruitment marketing, CRM, KPI reporting and full website integration. Go to firefishsoftware.com forward slash rec live lounge and schedule your free demo today.